Hello everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Welcome back everybody. Hello everyone. So that wasn't me and Evie talking. That was in fact our mothers. It's a meet the mums episode. Yeah, so it might be um a bit very, chaotic. Yeah, very. But <laughs> I'm just laughing already. <laughs> we're just going to cut out their giggles, I think. But anyway, we really wanted to get our mums on because they're quite iconic. Yeah, behind every horse girl is a horse mum. Yeah. That's twice as mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, my mum, Diane Thurman Baker, the man, the myth, the legend, she is a classical dressage rider and is kind of like the. She's the boss of everyone, really. Yeah, she's the boss. <laughs> and she's very cool. She's got a lot of knowledge. Unfortunately, she does have the giggles at the moment, so I'm not sure how much knowledge you will be giving out in this podcast. But, you know, we can always do more where she doesn't have the giggles. My mummy is Debbie Shreve. feels weird saying her full name. <laughs> <laughs> she is a classic pony club mother. <laughs> she does a little bit of riding club. <laughs> But yeah, it's the reason why I got into horses. I think I was put on a pony literally when I was two. I'm one of three older brothers because my mum so wanted a girl because she knew that the girl would be the one to carry on the the riding lineage, so... Okay, so, first question. Diane and Debbie, what do you think about this podcast? I really enjoy the podcast, even though... I think it's directed at slightly younger people. I really enjoy the banter that you and Evie have between you and how you play off each other so well. And you bring a little bit of humour into every day, sometimes the boring work of working with horses and the enjoyment. That's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. I thoroughly enjoy listening to it on a Monday morning. used to be when I'm mucking out, but now it's when I go back after I've turned out sit down with breakfast and it's and i've had friends that say the same thing and i think i like the fun part of it but i also like the tiny little trickles that you put in that people actually learn something from as well because i think there's a lot of amateur riders out there that think oh i never knew that or so yeah it can be interesting as well as fun i get a message from mum each week being like good podcast today or or criticism as well Being like, didn't really like when you said that. Yeah. Was that a bit rude? Yeah. (laughs) That was rubbish what you said there. Are you allowed to swear? Yeah. (laughs) We've got that a lot, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. So, to kickstart today's episode, we thought we'd ask you what is one thing slash one bit of advice you think all horsey parents should know? So, when you say horsey parents, I would say. If they are what I call real horsey parents and they've had horses themselves, they know the cost involved. (laughs) If they're not, then I would say think very carefully before you go down that road because it is a bottomless pit. (laughs) (laughs) And And also, apart from that, I would also say... Not only is it a bottomless pit, but you've got to have an interest in it as well, or at least an interest in watching your child do what they're doing, because it's going to take an awful lot of your time as well. Yeah, I think that's interesting, actually, because... That was a paid actor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that many horsey people have non-horsey parents, Obviously, some do, but I think in general, I think most people, their parents are interested in horses or at least like horses. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. It would be interesting to speak to some people actually that have completely non-horsey parents. Yeah. And how that might be a barrier to pursuing the sport. Mother, what do you think? I think you've got to think that it's 24-7. Mm. <laughs> and your your whole life evolves around the horse. And, you know, if the horse has pulled a shoe, the whole family, oh... Well, is it going to be sound tomorrow? Yeah. If you've had a good day, how it can lift the family all together. But if you have low days, how you sometimes have to avoid each other because you've had bad days just because of what's happened with the horses. But it is a fantastic way of actually staying with the family because you're also involved. Yeah, I would say it really brings you together as a family. Horses are such a mutual, like, common ground. And I'd say a lot of people growing up a lot of kids growing up, they kind of lose touch with their parents, but because we always have that connection, you always stay connected. I would say that's the case unless you've got three older brothers, <laughs> two of which definitely don't like horses. Yeah. And then that can be a disadvantage because then they feel as though they're left behind. I mean, you, your brother, your young, you know, the next brother up yeah, rode as well. So mm. there were four of us, mum, dad, you and Ollie. But Will and Fred, I think they weren't keen, were they? And I think they were a little bit resentful about the amount of time that we spent as a four and they didn't. Yeah, because that's hard, actually, if you've got a couple of members in the family that aren't interested in it because it's so time consuming. They do sort of get left out in a way. Yeah, I mean, at a weekend, we would get up in the morning on a Saturday morning. We would drive to the yard and because we had a big social life there as well because we had the horses on livery then we would be there all day and will and fred would be at home <laughs> supposedly neglect yeah supposedly doing homework but probably on an xbox <laughs> i mean they were teenagers at the time but yeah i think they were a little bit resentful of that so it's something you have to try to to juggle unless all of you have that shared interest also circling back to non-horsey parents you didn't come from horsey parents no, I didn't. And that was really hard, wasn't that? That was really hard. That was a case of, yes, I'll buy you a pony, there it is, and get on with it. Mum, I think I had, like, no. two riding lessons, and then it was... No, I didn't two riding lessons. Well, how many, <laughs> well, how many riding lessons did you have? Not Gosh. very many. No, I mean, I... I Before was, you had your first pony. I was the epitome of a child that was sent to a riding school when I was about five, and I had weekly riding lessons and was desperate for a pony every Christmas, every birthday. And it took me until I was 12 to actually persuade my father to buy me one. Um, but as I say, those were the days, different generation, where it was very much a case of, yeah, well, here it is and get on with it. You know, it probably quite health and safety wasn't an issue in those days. You just your dad used to drop you off as well, didn't he, with the trailer and then unhitch he'd unhitch the, the trailer and leave me there. Yeah, it was a different world though. That's so interesting because on the flip side, my mum, her entire life has revolved around horses, hasn't it, mum? Yes, I mean I was brought up with horses. Well, my dad wasn't horsey. He had his own job and he was a printer. And yes, yeah, I think he went out hacking a little bit with my mum before they were married just because it was a thing to do to maybe get the horsey girl. But then also, Charlie, my husband, obviously didn't know when end of horse to another when I met him. And, uh, yeah, he's been roped into a lot. <laughs> I mean, his holidays from work has been driving you and Samantha all over Europe. But we say what an experience we've had from it. Mm -hmm. We trucked all the way across to Austria one time and Samantha slept in the back of the lorry <laughs> and Charlie and me were trucking along <laughs> in the front. He had to get his HGV licence. <laughs> all he'd love to do have a boat and go on the river but he never did it he drove the lorries yeah but also it was his choice to have children so really i have no sympathy yeah. <laughs> by the way i only wanted one <laughs> yeah but thank goodness you had me 
Okay, so moving on to dilemma type questions. We've had dilemmas in the past which are about how to deal with the team around you whilst at a show. And for a lot of people, the team around you involves your parents. So we thought it'd be really interesting to ask Diane and Debbie their point of view on how to deal with them at shows or parents in general from the parents' point of view. How to deal with the parent? That's quite hard, isn't it? Because I'm the mum, the cook, the trainer. The, the cook? The cook? <laughs> oh, in the I'm early, sorry. <laughs> in the early days in the lorry, I was the cook as well. Okay, well, yeah, I couldn't really this cook is real under time 10. Then, <laughs> present, day. present time, I don't cook. But yes, like in the olden days, then I'd do everything. But I, I literally am full time everything. And it's really hard because your emotions take over. You want them to do as well as possible they might be stressing about something and actually the best time I've had is when someone takes away the training part of the competition so they've got someone else in the ear and they can just take it away from me and I can just stand back in the corner and go oh gosh that's why sometimes I don't like to warm them up I sometimes I want to be there to say oh yes you know you, you could practice a halt maybe do something like this yes everything looks good and then someone will come and chat to me and I'm going oh yeah blah 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 and then Joanna will say mom not in my ear <laughs> And I go, oh dear, sorry. So I'd sooner not do that bit. But obviously, because I train the girls at home, then you'll be training them when I go out. Your dynamic is particularly unique in that you train your children because you do horses for a profession. So I think that's where it's even more tricky because the lines between the personal and the familial with the professional gets blurred. So you find it difficult to sort of swap the hats all the time of being a mother and telling them they're great and that they've just done amazing and being there for support versus the trainer of well you can do this better and wanting to push them it's to get really their best hard. yeah when they come out of the arena I'm supposed to say yeah well done and I'm thinking oh did you really have to stick in that pirouette you know did you could you've not ridden a little bit more forward through the corners you know you do that with me now Diane and I, I'm not your yeah. child <laughs> no but now I'm your trainer but I, yeah. I didn't see well done when you come out do I, I no. Say, no. you start talking to me as I've halted you're like that wasn't very good I was like I haven't left the judge can still hear what you're saying. <laughs> you, you hit that board twice. Yeah. That's twice you've done yeah. that. I, like, I know. <laughs> what would you say, though, Mum? Because obviously you're not a trainer. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, from a completely different stance. I, when you were little, going to shows and things like that, I would be very hands-on because I had to be. So it was a case of, you know, you get up at the crack of dawn, you get the pony ready, you get everything Act, you you know you're with your child all the time you might have had a say pony club instructor or somebody there that was warming you up but on the whole you are the groom for want of a better expression now you are an adult and you're competing at a completely different level I tend to be what Diane probably would like to be which is a person that stood back and saying well done when you leave the arena yeah because I don't have to get involved I don't have the ability to get involved I don't have the ability to to warm you up at the level that you compete at I don't particularly like handling your horse either so <laughs> well you, you're sort of like the owner now in a way like, yeah you turn got... up later don't yeah. you when I, when I arrive you turn up a bit later you yeah. come to the stable you say oh hello you pat the pony and then you go I'm just gonna go cafe to get a drink do you want anything but like, I would say that's what I would say would be my advice when you were saying about 
you know, how do you deal with parents? If you've got a parent that's worth having around, like Diane, make the most of it. If you've got, <laughs> if you've got a parent like me, well, then just say, go and get a coffee, Mum, and then, you know, let me know what you think when I'm finished. But you, you enjoy it, though, don't oh, you? Oh, I love it. I yeah. Love, yeah, it's great. It's like but I'm just, I've got the pressure taken off of me, really. Yeah. But then I love it as well, the fact that I love to get the horse ready. Mm. I love to put the quarter markers on. I like to paint their, no, their nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want everything to be just right, you know, when they go down the centre line. That com- is my bit of taking away the stress. Yeah. When they're on the horse, I so want them to be able to do well, but you can't do anything for them. When they're on the horse, that's up to them. And that's really hard to let go. And I think as well, based on the fact that you know so much as well, when you watch any of us do a test, you know what's right and what's wrong or what could be improved, whereas perhaps with you... Oh, no, I just look at you and think, oh, my God. That's why like, when I'm warming up, you're like, you look, you look amazing, and I'm like, you don't. I'm like, that was terrible. You're like, you look so nice. I love the jacket. Yeah, I do. I think, oh, I just look stunning. I can't say I'm probably as nice about everybody else. No, but look at other people. Think, Ooh. In the PSG, you're like, I love your tailcoat. Where's it from? Yeah, yeah exactly. You look amazing. Terry's yeah. just swishing his tail yeah. at me through the flying changes yeah. and saying, don't move your legs so yeah. much. And, oh, you look amazing. Yeah. So pretty. <laughs> Terry doesn't need that much leg today. You do need both, though, for sure. Like, when you're a rider in the warm-up, you do need a person sort of saying, oh, you need to do this a little bit better, but also another person being like, you look incredible, because you need that, like, positivity. Yeah, you need Mm. your hype man, and then you need your person that's actually going to be like, yeah, but... So maybe, Debbie, I need you to come to shows with me more often. (laughs) Mum's like the cheerleader. So you can tell me that my coat looks nice. (laughs) Love the buttons on your coat. That's so (laughs) My God, he's a beautiful colour. I love it. (laughs) What would you suggest, though, if someone has a parent that perhaps isn't reading the room? So you were saying, oh, if you've got a parent that can't necessarily help you with things. Well, this is where my lack of tact comes in, because I seriously would just turn around and say, go to the cafe. (laughs) Just more stern. Yes. (laughs) What have both of you done in the past to deal with your husbands at shows? Said, gone to the cafe. (laughs) You don't need to tell my dad, though. No, because that's the first thing he says when he gets out of a lorry. I think I'm going to go and get a bacon roll. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say to him, no, He doesn't even say, is the horse okay? Have we travelled okay? (laughs) Nothing like that. Even at a stay away, it's like, I go, no, Dad, you have to stay in the lorry. I need to sort the stable and give the passport over before I get it ready. Do not leave the horse unintended. I was just going to go to the cafe and get some chicken nuggets. No, the chicken nuggets are going to have to wait. Yeah. And then I'm running. I literally sprint. But then he is somebody that usually brings a laptop as well. Yeah. I think for us, we just use Charlie as basically the mule, don't we? <laughs> he carries everything for us. If you give him a saddle to carry, he, he, he normally can find go in the general direction that's needed. Um, <laughs> he will be the one that bends over and stands up really sharp when you're going around the long side, you know, just oh. to spook the horses. It always seems <laughs> to be him that can spook the horse. But yeah, I mean, he he's just a carrier and fetcher. I mean, he hasn't been with us for a few years now, has he, out to the show? <laughs> you said that. <laughs> Has he been? He sadly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been sort of on our own since we haven't been going to Europe so much. 
Well, when he's in Europe, I mean, he's great. He just does everything for us, wasn't he? Sometimes, Any of the heavy work, he's he's there. Sometimes you need that male strength, though, to, like... It's it's like side, when we were away last weekend, my dad yeah. was, like, carrying things back to the lorry and, like, clearing out the stables and, yeah, like, yeah. emptying the wheelbarrows because it's quite physical, isn't it? But also it's nice for them to be involved doing something that they can do. Yeah. Because they can't really put our jackets on and ride our horses, but they can carry a bale of shavings, you know? <laughs> well done! It. They love it! They love it! That's what we're trying to tell us. As long as he's got a little beer or a bottle of wine at the end of the day, he's yeah. fine. And your dad so. actually does really enjoy watching you. But then I'm really lucky because even though my dad was not horsey at all, yeah, he didn't start riding until he was 40. Was scared of horses, wasn't yeah, he, before? Petrified. But he did start riding when he was 40 and then absolutely loved it and mm. loves dressage horses as well. Yeah. So even though he doesn't necessarily know what he's doing, he loves being in that atmosphere. So I am aware that I'm very lucky for that because I know he enjoys being there and being in that environment, whereas I'm sure a lot of other dads aren't. I know plenty of my friends' dads that don't even go to the shows because mm. they don't care. One other question for you regarding this. If, obviously, Evie and I, we're still slightly younger, you know, early 20s still, but if we were to grow up more and move away from home, would you still want to come to the competitions with us and still be a part of it? Put it this way. Evie's at Sheepgate, is it, next week? And I looked at my google map today and realized that it was three hours away so i did sort of think okay so that's three hours there and then we'll be watching you possibly for a couple of hours or something and three hours back so actually your whole day has gone to watch a five minute test is maybe this a no? twice are you gonna say no to no this? i'm saying we're doing it <laughs> oh we're still doing it we did deliberate oh should we or shouldn't we <laughs> but that's only because i didn't have dog cover and everything else i've now organized that but we still would drive that distance just to go and watch five minute chess. Oh, well, that's very nice. Yeah. What about you, Mum? If I up sticks and left here. <laughs> When's that going to happen? <laughs> when is that's this That's never going to happen. Perhaps I'd get my hat and coat and go out myself then. <laughs> Perhaps I'd go competing. No, I'd always be following you around. Sorry, I'm a bad penny. I'd always be there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad penny. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Another question that we'd like to ask you is, what is something that you wish your daughter was better at? And can I just say, can you think a little bit before you just answer straight away? Because <laughs> it should be really difficult to think of something. No, I, I would say that I wish... I think you're getting a little bit better, but I wish you were not so self-deprecating. I think you're getting better now, and that's probably because I'm one step removed from when you're at a competition. But I do recall you coming out of a dressage competition. No, it was a, it was a one-day event, yeah, I think. It was I know You did a dressage test, which was really lovely, and you came out ranting, raving, nearly crying. And I remember saying to you, right, you either pull yourself, what did I say? Something like you either get your ass in gear, pull yeah, yourself together, done. or I'm going to take you home right now and put that pony back in the, the lorry and we're leaving. And, that, <laughs> and I would have done. And, and that really sort of pulled you together a little can bit. Just, but you always really ripped into yourself. Can all I just the time. say, I was, how old was I? Just a bit of context. 13? Yeah, I was, you know, the teenage phase when you're a bit yeah. sensitive. You haven't grown up, but. <laughs> I don't cry anymore. <laughs> I do come out of the test, though, and she, I always think it's rubbish. Yeah, you do. And, I, I mean, I can understand everybody, you know, wanting perfection and wanting to do the best, but sometimes it's very difficult to be the person on the sidelines listening to all the negativity. You sort of think, just be nice if we could just be happy. 
You always say that as well. You're like, you've got to think about Samantha, who's my trainer. Yes. You've got to think about the words you're saying. How she tolerates listening to you when you come out sometimes, and she's so patient, and I think, oh, my God, I could bang my head against the wall, but... Yeah. That's not that bad, though. I thought you were going to rip into me a bit more than that. No, you're very bullshit as well. <laughs> oh, let's end it there. Let's go on to Joanna's one. That was, okay. was only one thing Mum came up with. Right, Mum. I think, really, Joanna is just so fussy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Everything has to be just so, doesn't it? I mean, it's That like, is true. Yeah, I, mean, I know what your mum Honestly, means. if she's got a sock that's half pulled down... She can't do anything. She has to stop, pull up a sock, has to be in the right place. The hair has to be just so. And um, a bit like that in her life story, really, because, you know, she's 25 and she's still living at home. And <laughs> you know, she hasn't found herself anybody because she's just so fussy. They've got to be over six foot. They've got to be, obviously, very fit. And, um, you know... I don't know, it's getting on a bit, Joanna, and you still haven't found that man, have you? So, you know, you maybe just need to be a little bit less fussy. OK. <laughs> I don't really know what to say to that. I know, what your, mum me- I know what your mum means, though. Yeah. If I ask you sometimes, like, oh, how was it? And you were like, well, no, because I'm wearing, like, ankle socks today and <laughs> the boot was just, like, rubbing against my ankle and I just so I couldn't ride. Oh, so I left. The rubs of her heels, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> what was it you said to me the other day? Oh, I'm really particular about, like, the jeans I have because of, like, it's the back of my knees. They rub the back of my... Isn't that... Wasn't that you? I didn't say that. I swear you said something about jeans. Trousers you find really difficult if they touch the back of your knees or something. It was definitely you that said that. And I went, you're so sound like something I say. Yeah, but, you know, I think with dressage, that works well because you've got to be particular. I want it to be right. Would you say that relates to my riding as well, that I'm very fussy? Oh, very fussy, yes, yeah. I mean, you do come out a little bit sometimes like you've, oh, I've made a mistake, I should have done that. But most of the time you could go in the test and you go, well, that's the best I could have done. But there was such and such wasn't wrong because you're very fussy on it. You want to get it right. But yeah, it's, it's more it's more preparations of everything you're so fussy on. You know, if you haven't got the right shade of lipstick, I mean, heaven forbid if it hasn't been put in the lorry. Or like boots as well. <laughs> like you can never, you could never wear like boots that don't go. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes like with brushing boots, like we put on the horses oh, yeah. you're like oh just grab something quick just put it on because you're in a rush you, you could never like wear brown over uh, these boots with like I have to say I have to back Joanna up on that because <laughs> thank I'm, you I'm, it's I'm not matchy matchy but no, she, you know, no. she doesn't want to be matchy matchy but it's just like if I've put a pair of boots on oh you can't put the green ones yeah. on with the brown bandages <laughs> yeah I'd be like that but I think to perform at your best you've got to look and feel your best so I've got to be particular about things <laughs> and as well mum I'm not just marrying any hillbilly that comes along <laughs> But, you know, Joanna, when as long when as you, you can go... drive a tractor, that's all you need. If he can bang in a nail and a Ooh, post and drive a... <laughs> <laughs> if he can what? <laughs> bang in a nail and oh. a post. Oh, I thought you were going to say something And drive else. the tractor yeah, and drive a horse box. Yeah. He's a man worth yeah, having. Harrow a... as well. Harrow Fields. Harrow Fields, yeah. You know, and he... <laughs> yeah, she's just a bit fussy. <laughs> OK. Um, I'm not really sure how to say that. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so now that I've just been roasted, Evie, I think you're fine. What is your guys' funniest horse-related story? Well, I didn't think this was particularly funny, but as I've 
sold people over the years, they do roll around laughing a little bit. We were at this pretty famous event that I was competing in, and obviously in the night there's a gang of us, you know, a little bit drinking and having a fun and doing a few dares. So we were daring ourselves, and then the final dare was actually to kind of run naked across the arenas. And I don't think it was that funny. I think it was like, it was just something that we did in our days, okay? Luckily, there was no, um, you know, no cameras, no phones. Luckily, no CTV cameras, I don't think. But yeah, I think there was four or five of us. Probably none of them want to be named. So you stripped you strip naked at a show and yeah. ran round? And we ran across the arenas. <laughs> yeah, the, the dressage arenas. We just ran all the way Will along. I do that? Yeah. I don't like to be naked in my own bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we just stripped. <laughs> We just street. <laughs> Honestly, you're gonna live, haven't you? <laughs> that is funny though. Every time I go to that venue, I think about that. <laughs> what a fond memory, Mum. You don't think you have one, do you? No, I don't. I don't think I have. I mean, there was funny episodes where things happened that I found amusing, but I think that it wasn't particularly horse related I mean there was always I remember the occasion when we were on the livery yard and we used to have this kid there I, I'm going to find it really difficult not to say his name he was a really uppity or hers yeah. <laughs> or hers yes he was a really uppity cocky little really kid really cocky little shit yeah and I, I've got a I don't know how to say this story without saying you his name you can say his name you can say his name but don't say the lady's name maybe but he, he was quite like cocky in his he was day, cocky he? yeah he's probably lovely now but he was a, a he bit, was like, bit above himself I'm the best the best rider yeah. on the yard, you know. He was like, what, nine? Yeah. He's like nine years old. He was stood outside his pony's box and the the lady that used to walk on uh, work on the yard walked past and I was I was talking to her or chatting to him or something, so I was there and she sort of said, All right, Christopher, like that. And um he just looked at her and said, Don't call me Christopher. And she just looked at him and said, Okay, I'll call you shit face instead. <laughs> <laughs> He was nine, but it, it was very amusing at the time. What and that's the yard that I grew up on. He wanted to be called Chris. I think he thought it was cool. But we did think shit face was more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> on the yard. Oh All right, so, Diane and Debbie, if you could ride any horse ever, mythical, real... I don't know what else there is. Film, TV, any horse ever, who would it be and why? Oh, well, it's always been Champion the Wonder Horse. Some of the older ladies might remember this, but he was a beautiful chestnut. Well, I thought he was about 16 hands, but he was probably only a pony with a <laughs> chestnut with a white face. And they would gallop around the hills without a bridle on, piece of string around its name, and then it would stop and do his massive rear. And then the TV would go, Champion the Wonder Horse. <laughs> 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 and I would I remember in the riding school we had this this chestnut pony with a white face and um I taught him to rear and I was in such big trouble because I'd canter him down the field and teach him to do a rear. Of course when he was in the riding school and didn't want to go somewhere, of course he just used the rear because that was the way it was. And listening to your podcast, I mean I would ride spirit. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Oh my God, that mane, the, his attitude and the way he flishes his hair is just beautiful. And a done with black knees and oh. white <laughs> socks is just for me. Also, though, Spirit is like famously unrideable, isn't he? Yes, but yeah. also, can I just say, if you're looking for a chestnut pony with a white face, Diane, Terry's in the field. No, no, I have one oh, now. Yes, you I can. have my own champion, the Wonder Horse. Run up the... Yes, I'm going Please to... don't teach him to rear. No, no, no. <laughs> I shall try and teach him some other tricks. Yeah. But yes, I do now have my own champion, the Wonder yeah. Horse. But he's not a stallion. See, I've uh, always wanted a stallion. It's not quite. Yeah, but never mind. He's probably safer than champion, the Wonder Horse. <laughs> what about you, Mum? Well, mine's probably really corny, but I would say probably Black Beauty. Oh. oh. And that's just oh. because... <laughs> I know, but <laughs> it's just one. because I remember watching it every week on the TV when I was a kid, and he would always get everybody out of every mishap that they seemed to come across. What was the music? Wait, what were you watching? Black Beauty. What? The... It's a TV series. Oh, he's got a TV series. Oh. When funny, I was a kid. Yeah. And he was a star. I was thinking, I can't believe you made yourself watch that terribly sad movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Way before the yeah. movie. Yeah, way before. What's it that was... theme tune? I can't remember what it goes like. Oh, you do. That's it. Yeah, but it's funny because he changed his bridles a lot. Sometimes he'd have an upside down pelham. Then he'd have, you know, a blade. And then next time you see him, he had no white. Blaze and no mane. You're watching it like it's a horse, aren't you? Oh, like, I, I used don't to know what bit he's got in there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Honestly, the bits would be upside down sometimes. <laughs> oh, it was a really popular TV series in the 70s. Nice. Like, given our throwing it back a <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> so, would you, Debbie, would you ever ride Terry? No. <laughs> okay, short answer. <laughs> and full stop. <laughs> would Terry want me to ride him? No. <laughs> Okay, we'll get enough. you on in one day. Yeah. You can hack him out or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's so good time. Final question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your biggest equestrian ick? And an ick is something very niche or specific to the equestrian world that just sort of makes you cringe a little bit. I know what mine is straight away. I don't want to offend anybody out there. Anything pink in the equestrian <laughs> world should literally be buried because I just think it's hideous. And pink horse boxes, oh, I could come out in a rash. <laughs> You're wearing a pink t shirt. It's actually lilac. Oh, <laughs> lilac's fine, everyone. Yeah. Pink is not. No, lilac for horses is not fine either. Oh. Any variation of pink is not good. So I'm, you just don't like really like bold, outlandish colours? I'm very traditional and boring, so I like horses to look. You know, navy, racing green, brown, white, you know, <laughs> colours like that, but hideous coloured. You're not going to get the Dijon Lemieux. No, I was thinking you should get the fuchsia set oh, yeah. <laughs> for you for, for Christmas Eves. You also don't like the ma- like when it's too matchy matchy either, which we have discussed this before actually. Yeah, I don't mind a, a saddle cloth with matching bandages, but when you're going for the base layer and the hat silk and everything else, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> Everyone's tuning. All the listeners are tuning off yeah. now. <laughs> that we're matching well, that's, at. That's totally <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No offence. Everyone to the room. Right. What's yours, Mum? Well, I think it might be just specific to me. But one, people have done a dressage test and they're finished, and they literally go into raptures, and they throw their arms around the horses and they pat it and they 
play up. I feel they're playing up to the cameras because we're all really happy for you, but. Honestly, it does my head in. It really does. Very you know, it is. They just, you know, we're all really happy for you, and a stroke or rub on the horse's neck, but letting the reins go and pat, pat, pat all over its body. Hands and, on the head. Oh, 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 don't even start with the hands on the head. One <laughs> thing that I really don't like is when they put their arms around the horse and kiss it on the neck. Yeah. Because I'm a bit like, that's just sweaty and like a bit grim. <laughs> like, you're doing that for a photo. And it is just playing up as well for social media, isn't uh, it? Because uh, it's uh, like, it, just stick to a polite British pat. But the over-acting on the horse when they've finished a test... Mm. It's a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't. I can't be. I can't be doing with it. That's fair enough, though, actually, because I think like when Charlotte said did her test on the Legro in London 2012, she. I think she often puts thumbs up, doesn't she, or like waves her fist or something. But she's not like at it for like 20 minutes, is she? You I would know? say it started in London. You know, like when like the Spanish riders would finish their freestyle, they'd like fist bump to like the sound of the music oh. and I think people are like that looks cool yeah. and now people fist bump instead of saluting and then they point at the horse and they're like pointing yeah! at the horse pointing at the horse oh, is a oh classic pointing at the horse do you know what he would just be as happy eating grass <laughs> in the field than all the attention you could yeah. go up there and give him a stroke and a carrot he'd be just as happy he owes me nothing <laughs> oh don't even start on that one he owes me a lot yeah. a lot of livery you know training yeah, a lot of livery vet yeah, fee everything alrighty then guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of That's Lame featuring the mums and I'm glad me and Evie are still here and we haven't died of embarrassment but Diane and Debbie what have you got to look forward to in the next few months years oh for me it's going to the nationals I love going to the nationals and this year we've had a pretty miserable time we haven't done any Premier Leagues with horses being lame obviously that's lame that's why we're here and um yeah so catching up with you know hopefully lots of people and watching some lovely horses including me and simba and you're not going to roast me when i come out of the test are you um no i try not to as long as um you know you try and make him keep going when he's doing a poo this time no poos I, on the center line i will try my mum says she doesn't have anything to look forward to oh no it's just rather dull um <laughs> No, I hadn't actually thought about the Nationals. It is oh, a good yeah. thing because now you've got your wild card through because unfortunately, you know, you missed out on the regionals on your own horse because of COVID. Sorry about that. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Mum gave me COVID. Mum gave me COVID. Um, but so, yeah, we will be going to the Nationals, which is nice. Yeah, so for the listeners, I got a wild card on Louis the Cobb. So I'll be taking him to the Advanced Medium Silver, which is exciting. And you'll be coming down to watch that, won't you? I'll be going up. Going up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> up and up and up and up. If you're going to be specific about the geography yes. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we can have like a wild night while we're up there. We could get them to streak across the arena. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's a challenge, isn't it? Tell you what, if Louis wins... If, well, oh, if, if any of if us wins... If Louis wins... You could. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say you were about to. Weren't you? 
Mum was like, I didn't even like seeing myself naked in my own bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm streaking across an arena. It was reasonably dark. Okay, it's fine dying if you want to streak. If you want to be a streaker, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. It wasn't the, sort of like the main match at Wimbledon we did. You know, you know, it was dark. You don't need to. Ish. You don't need to tell me, Diane. <laughs> yeah, I suppose some of them could be the next yeah. challenge for us. <laughs> also, if anyone's listening to this and they want their mother to join the mother's gang yeah. and streak naked across the arenas at Summerford, just send us a message. <laughs> Alrighty then. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Of that's lame we hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next week love you bye Bye. do you want to say bye love you bye love you bye